If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Guess what, listeners? <laughs> We've got a fucking <laughs> crazy episode for you today. <laughs> buckle up. But before you buckle up, or, or after, you can buckle up now, whenever. Live dangerously, baby. Whenever. <laughs> <laughs> we got to shout out our newest patrons, starting with a new champion for actors' rights. <sighs> We've got Aista E joining us to fight the good fight. And we're so happy to have you here, Aista. Thank you so much for joining. Hell yeah. We are so happy to have you. We also... <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have something like stuck in my throat, but I'm just going to power on through it. Okay. Power on, live, da- live dangerously. Yeah, uh, that's my motto today. Um, we <laughs> also have so many new members of Tony fucking Collette's inner circle. Welcome to this intimate circle of close, close friends headed up by Tony Collette herself. Um, we have Aggie Kuwata, Liv Sangor, Erica J, Michelle, Terry Presley, Molly Dew, Deandra Andrews, Crystal, Caitlin McLeod, Alicia Glazer, and Jay Batsby. Welcome to the group. Well. Welcome to Living Dangerously. And if you want to live dangerously and also support this group of people right here that you're listening to, it's us. You can join the Patreon and become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. We are entering a new year, if you can believe it. And so we are once again rethinking those uh, bennies and uh, those bennies, bennies. <laughs> and we we are going to be bringing you all kinds of uh, fun bonus content in 2022. And if you want to be a part of that, you know what to do. Patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. We'd love to see you there. And until then, we'll see you right here. It's time to buckle up if you haven't already, because this episode <laughs> is coming to you. Last call for buckle. Last up. call for buckle up. Buckle it up. You know, live dangerously, but also responsibly. <laughs> and it starts right now. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and I watch them so that you don't have to. And today's movie, you're really not going to want to. Oh. (laughs) Really cool. (laughs) But before we get into that, how are we all doing? Just great. Just great. (laughs) (laughs) How are we doing now in this moment before the retelling of today's movie? Yes, um, I'm good. I actually, I, do, I somehow recently have quite a bit going on, actually, but I'm not going to talk about any of that. What I'm going to talk about is something I watched. Can you believe it? Mm. Oh, I love it. I love to hear it. Um, last night, last night, mm-hmm. I watched Licorice Pizza, 
which is not out yet wide, but by the time this episode comes out, it will be out soon. Yep. But it's in select theaters currently, so if you find yourself at a theater that you could see it in, I do recommend it. It uh, is Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, latest movie, and I was so delighted the entire time I watched it. It was one of those movies, I won't say too much because I know Sammy wants to see it, but it's just like... It's just fun to watch. You're just having a good time. It's like, that's, it felt like the people who made it were having a good time. I'm all about recently movies where they're like, hey, we don't have to create like drama and catastrophe or for this to be a a good movie and enjoyable and for this still be like an arc and still be tension. It's just like, we're not going to put, there were so many moments where like a bad thing could have happened and instead it was like, no. And I'm just give me more of those, please. Joel and I watched Magic Mike XXL the other night because he watched it and was like, oh, my God, it's so great. You're going to love it. And so he watched it again with me the next night. And it's the same deal. (laughs) It's just it's just people having a good time. But it is fun to watch. Uh, If you got recommendations of other movies like that, everyone, I would love to hear them. When is a Magic Mike 3 happening? I love the Magic Mike movies. They're They're great, and I would love a third. They're so great. I would love a third. And you're absolutely right. They're just like a good time. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Licorice Pizza, which everyone should see, I think. I will say there are two things about it that I don't feel good about. One moment that I think, or a choice that I think will be clear to everyone when they see it. What it is that I was like, this was unnecessary, and I don't think that it helped anything or was good. Mm-hmm. And then two, a casting choice, which unfortunately, he was very good in it. He's a very good actor. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah. And I don't want him to be in things because he I, yeah, is feel the same. physically abusive to women. And it just made me really upset to watch him in this movie. Uh, and again... He was good in it. I could say that. You could be talented and compelling and also a bad person who shouldn't get uh, things in life. And I'm upset that he was in it because otherwise I would have enjoyed those moments a lot more. But yeah, beyond that, it was really just very, very delightful. Very, very delightful. I thought Alana Heim was great. I thought Cooper Hoffman was so good. And it was really cool to see him. In a PTA movie because oh, what's you know, he from? I've never seen heard his name before. I don't know who he is. He is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Oh, that makes sense that he would be in a PTA film. Yeah, he, he loves Philip Seymour Hoffman. Love Philip Seymour Hoffman, and yeah, he's eighteen. He's he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's eighteen-year-old son, and this is his first thing, and he's the star, and he's so good and so charming, and just like. Yeah, it really, it was really just, I had, I turned to Joel like halfway through the movie and I just said, I'm having the best time. Oh. Like I was just having a good time. Bradley Cooper is so fucking funny in it. God, Bradley Cooper so funny in it. This is a glowing review. <laughs> I just had fun. I just had fun. Yeah, she just had fun. And I know that's about like what we're not doing here wholeheartedly. <laughs> like like I, I'm about, like we are about to do the opposite. Yeah, it's you need it to counteract this. Exactly. You need a little bit of both. Yeah. Anyway, what's up with you guys? Um, I don't really have much to talk about, except that you brought up Paul Thomas Anderson. And I just want to talk about how curious I am about that family. Paul Thomas Anderson, Maya Rudolph, four, they have four children together. I don't think they're married. I think they're just in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. 
They have four kids. Maybe common law by now, legally. Like, what is it like to have Paul Thomas Anderson and Maya Rudolph as your parents? Interesting, I bet. Yeah, I mean, they they both are so cool. But also, I think having famous parents in general is a bit of a a double-edged sword. Uh, Is that the right use of that? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's very good and very bad. It's very good and very bad. And and they're also so incredibly talented in completely different ways. So -hmm. it's a lot to live up to, like kind of no matter what you're choosing to do, unless you take a hard left turn and you're like an engineer or something. It's so interesting because like on the one hand... Look, everyone's lot in life is unique and, you know, no matter what, you have challenges. But it is so funny because I I think that, too, I'm like, God, it must be really hard to have them as your parents. And on the other hand, it must be so fucking easy to be born into a super rich, successful family. Like, like, it would be really hard in in a lot of ways. But can you imagine if you just like had access to any life you wanted and that you could try for anything you wanted because you were financially supported no matter what. Like, it's like, imagine. Yeah. 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 It'd be really wild. But it would also be, yeah, big shoes to fill, but also like you could step into some fucking big shoes if you wanted. Like some people are like, I wish, give me the shoes. I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give me the shoes. Uh, I feel, I read somewhere that the like biggest secret to success among millennials or the, mo- the 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 most common factor in successful millennials is uh successful parents rich parents Nepotism. Duh. yeah duh. <laughs> yeah duh. Duh. So. Duh. 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 because because then you're just doors are open for you yeah. it's not That's even it. necessarily about money like it is about money but it, even more than money it's about just knowing people mm-hmm. and knowing like who to call when you have a problem and like that kind of and- thing and Lack of fear, or at least like the the ability to take risks. Like, like when you are, we really divert. Again, no, I'm not even saying that these people aren't, aren't talented or don't deserve it. Those can be true too. Like I, like again, I thought Cooper Hoffman was fucking great in this movie and a perfect choice. But so many people, it's like you, if you just need to like make money and earn a living and like stay afloat, you don't get to go after your dreams. Right. You don't get to take risks because that's a that's a luxury. Oh, boy. Well, this is a fruitful conversation right here. Um, the, the only other quick thing I also want to give a little recommendation, which, um, is that I've been reading these books by Elizabeth Jane Howard. Uh, she, um, was an author in mid 20th century. She's like a genius, I think. Um, but the books are, all they are is, like a domestic story of, of of women during World War, but right before World War II, during World War II, and after World War II, and it's about kind of like the female perspective during the war when they're not involved in the war at all. They're just like stuck at home and they like don't have anything to do, and it's and they're like no men around, right? Yeah, there there are no men around, but the, and a lot of it is from the perspective of children. So it starts with like the perspective of you know um, the main characters are really Louise, Polly, and Clary, and they're like eleven, twelve, and thirteen when the books start, and they it takes 
place over the course of like maybe 15 years Ooh. and 10 to 15 years. And it's just her ability to talk about like everyday life during that time is so fascinating. There's so much detail that is just like, it's so different than the way we live now. Mm. I, I don't even, I honestly, I don't even really know how to tell you how invested I am in their lives at this point. I'm there are five books. I'm like almost done with the fourth book. When I'm done with the series, like my world is going to uh, fall apart. <laughs> Wow. What is it called, the series? So it's the Cazalette series. And the first, I honestly can't even remember what the first book is called, but it's about the Cazalettes. That's the name of the family. Okay. Um, and the author's Elizabeth Jane Howard. And I just, I just fucking love them, you guys. Mm. Mm. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, well, I have a recommendation as well. Some it's a pre a preemptive recommendation because it's a TV series that I've only watched the first episode of. Ooh! But this is a recommendation for my fellow vessel heads out there. Ooh! It's called The North Water. It's on. Oh, I've heard about this. It's on AMC Plus. I watched it like through Amazon. You can get two months of AMC Plus for only ninety nine cents. So, um, I did that and. It's starring Colin Farrell and Jack O'Connell, and Colin Farrell's character is so, like, intense in it. So it's... I feel like he's in everything lately, and I'm so happy about Wait, it. Wait, Sammy, how, how... Okay, I heard in this TV show, there is a very intense killing of a seal. Yes, very intense. <gasps> and it is Colin Whoa. Farrell doing the killing. Wow. He clubs a seal to death, and apparently it's long extended. Not just one seal, Henley. Many, many seals. <laughs> oh, they they are Christ. whalers. They are hunters. So it is that is his job is to go kill seals. Um, and so it's it reminds me a lot of the terror just because it's mm-hmm. you know old boats. <laughs> oh, the vessel heads, their ears just perked Ooh, right up. Old boats. I do, I really do love it. And so I loved the terror so much, but I will say that anytime there's like a wide shot, you can tell it's a little computer generated. They're not really in the Arctic, you know, and it makes a lot of sense. They're filming a TV show. And in mm. this one, I was like, wait, this looks really real. And I looked it up. This is the furthest north any production has ever filmed. They are literally what? in the Arctic filming and... Yeah, because I was like, this looks too good. Like, how you know does this... Colin wanted the real deal. And Colin Farrell refused to wear gloves because he said his his character wouldn't. And was... I love a crazy actor. God, I love a crazy actor. <laughs> he could have lost fingers. He could have lost like, some sir, fingers. Yeah, your character maybe wouldn't. But it, is this are these the stakes that it's worth to you? Crazy. Crazy I mean, to me. God, I yeah, love it. He takes his craft seriously. You got to respect that. You got to respect it. I'm, you know, who knows if the show will end up being good, but I was just really thrilled by the first episode. It's a little b- boring at first, but then it gets. But then he starts clubbing seals and you're <laughs> like, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it's got a lot of the right ingredients. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. AMC Plus, check it out. And that leads me into this week's movie, which is also mm. on AMC Plus. So it's part of why I chose it. So I was like, look at mm. that. Just in my same little subscription I just bought. Mm. 
Um, also, I wanted to get us in the holiday spirit this week. And so I did watch Rare Exports and it was not scary at all. It was it was a nice little movie. I do recommend it. I had fun, but I was like, there's literally nothing scary in this movie at all. And so I went completely the other direction and chose High Tension, uh, uh, also called Hot Tension or Switchblade Romance. There has a couple, yeah. a couple different names. Yeah. Uh, came out in 2013. It is rated NC-17, worth mentioning. No, thank you. Uh, directed Ugh. by Alexander Aya, um, who also directed Crawl, which was a lost episode of ours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Crawl wasn't that scary, so... No, but hoping. he's a good, like, mm, good at building, like, suspense and tension. Like, tension. That's okay. Right. There we go. And it was written by Alexandra Aya and Gregory Levasseur, starring Cécile de France, Maywen, and Philippe Neon. Neon. It is a French film, as you can tell by my accent. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and it's on AMC+. Um, You guys have obviously heard about this movie based on your reactions. What do you you know about it? I don't know anything about it other than... uh, uh, that I'll really hate it. And I'm not entirely sure why. It's one of the, I just feel like it's one of the ones that's been listed as like, ooh, high ten. Like, I think I only from reputation do I know anything about it. I don't know what happens in it. I don't know what it's about. Yep. I The only thing I know is people have asked that we do it. And so we've included it, I think, in some of our, like, polls, polls we've done right. sometimes. So I've just seen, like, the cover of, of it before. Yep. Yep. But I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't like the response when it gets brought up. People go like, ooh, you know, so that's um, that's all I know about also, it. Also, Sammy, you saying that we're not going to like it, like, yes, really. Anytime course. you say that, you're right. Yeah. You are right. Yeah, you tend to know. You've never been wrong. Um, This is one I, I had wanted to see for a long time. This was my first time watching it. And I don't know, you know, I had heard of it equated with torture porn in that no. camp it's because it's french it's actually they have a a different phrase for torture porn called the new french extremity okay they had to make it their own <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i think that's part of why i hadn't watched it for so it's like hard to know when the right when the mood is right to watch torture porn <laughs> yeah 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 and i don't know what it said about me last night i literally was in the mood i was like that sounds kind of fun right now for me no i think sometimes you want it sometimes you want like an extreme feeling i wanted some know? extreme feelings last night and i got them cool all right so it lived up to its um to so its definition it is torture porn um i we could talk about it a bit at the end it's actually not as gnarly as i was bracing myself for oh dokies. I can't believe the things you've seen. I <laughs> know uh, the things that your eyes have seen. It really is funny watching a movie like this and being like, "Huh, oh, it wasn't so bad." <laughs> it is a little disturbing to have that reaction. Well, uh, you know what, though, I really Crazy. think that a lot of it is like time and place. You know, you could have been in a different emotional state a different day, and it could have affected you differently. True, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that's true. Um, but it has a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42 on Metacritic, but still 
a 6.8 on IMDb. <laughs> Holding strong in that six six range in on IMDb. Six range. We don't stray from it often. It had a budget of 2.5 million and made 6.8 million. Um, and then just some other films that were part of the new French extremity. I was kind of reading a bit about it. Other examples include Martyrs, Irreversible, Frontiers, and Inside, not to be confused with Bo Burnham's Inside. (laughs) Just kept making me laugh imagining that in this little (laughs) little subgenre. Oh, I've heard terrible things about Martyrs, and that makes me nervous. Um, I kind of want to watch them. I know it's weird, but I'm interested. And one day I will. Probably not soon. I feel like you got to space out your torture porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't watch Definitely. it back to back. Excuse me, your new French extremity. Mm. Um, Some other trivia is the camera used during the car attack scene got so much fake blood on car it. Car attack? Yeah, car attack. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a car attack. Is this Titan? <laughs> Titan. Titan. Um, it got so the camera got so much fake blood on it that when it was being used on another film later, fake blood oozed from it while it was pulling focus on a shot. I thought that was pretty funny. Imagine imagining being that focus puller and being like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the camera's bleeding. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> I was a focus puller once, you guys, and it was the most stressed. I think it sounds I'd, so stressful. I think I'd ever been because it's like you are the one who fucks up the shot. It's crazy. I, 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 I guess anyone can fuck up the shot, but and learning that that there's like another person holding the thing, and it's like what that is crazy. Yeah, it was. It was a very stressful, stressful little job. Second assistant camera, never again. Movie magic, man. Movie magic. Um, the film is set in the south of France, but it was shot entirely in Romania. And this made me laugh. It was influenced by the Dean Kuntz novel Intensity. Some people were like mad and said it just ripped off this novel. And um, despite the similarities, Kuntz later elected not to pursue a plagiarism case as because as he found the film so puerile. So disgusting and so intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association with it that would inevitably come if he pursued an action against the filmmaker. I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, I don't even want to acknowledge this with suing you didn't you didn't didn't copyright me or (laughs) me because i don't want fucking shit to do with this i yeah i was gonna say i didn't know dean koontz wrote like torture porn-esque things but that must be it it must be just the actual plot is similar but because i don't i don't remember i've never read anything by dean koontz i just don't think he's someone who's oh well i can't speak i can't speak to him so I i don't know um yeah i just thought that was funny and a nice little uh unintentional promo for this movie because people always love that shit in horror it's like ooh, he thought it was so depraved that he didn't even want to sue sue them (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i got so shall we watch the trailer let's watch i guess
hard pass. Is there a small child in this? Not for long. Oh my god! Um, there That's was some not funny. fluorescent lighting in there for you, Henley. That little shot oh, of the <sighs> fluorescent light flicker. There was a little animated tiny drumming bear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do not remember that in the movie, but it's very funny in the trailer. I also love that song, Sonic Youth. Yeah, that was a wow. great song choice. Okay. Yeah, it feels feels not okay to me. Not a fan. I don't know what to say about it, except that I just don't feel good about this. I just don't, you know, I'm just not sure. I just don't feel good about it. Your gestures right now are very Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My mom tells me to dress like Mary Poppins. You tell me I look like Donald Trump. I don't know who I am anymore. I said, said, Henley, you look like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm imagining Donald Trump dressed like Mary Poppins. (laughs) Perfect. And... Somebody meme it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, had been excited about this movie for a while. I like, I like a a female protagonist kicking ass. That's always fun. Looks like she wrapped some barbed wire around a stick. Yeah, she sure did. Um, pretty gnarly, like Negan in The Walking Dead. Seems like an effective weapon choice, but yowza. yowza, yeah. We're going to have to just see how we feel about it all at the end, because I can't say much about my feelings at this time. We're just going to have to see. You know what that means is that Sammy liked it. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We're just going to have to see. Seems like a lot of different kinds of blades happening. Yeah, not good for lot of different, lot of different sharp instruments. Okay, so we... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Fine. Okay, Okay, we start with a woman in a hospital room kind of mumbling to herself saying, I won't let anyone come between us ever again. We don't get a good look at who this person is. It's just an unsettling little scene. And then we go into our main titles, which are... Uh, you know, regular titles cut with a woman running through the woods, looking really injured and bloodied and barefoot. Um, and one of the titles I just had to write down. It says "Edited by Baxter," and I've just never seen a single name editor, and it really delighted me. And as an editor, it's a I power just move. yeah, I feel like I have a lot to think about with how I want my IMDb page to look. <laughs> I think you should start going by Baxter. I think Baxter. Or at least Baxter the second. Baxter Jr. Baxter two. Baxter Jr. <laughs> oh god. Or just smart. What if you just went by smart? Be interesting. It would you it would probably it would move. probably attract some traffic on my IMDB page. I feel like people would be like, what? And they would have to look me up. Mm-hmm. That's Baxter's move. And it worked. Smart. Who are we talking about right now? How many conversations have been had about Baxter? I'm sure countless. <laughs> so many on so many podcasts. So many. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. 
Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So then we see um, two women, Marie and Alex, driving in a car. And I was a little thrown off in the beginning here because the version I watched kept going back and forth between dubbing and subtitles, which I have never seen any movie do. So, Weird. yeah, sometimes they're speaking in not so greatly dubbed in English. And sometimes they'll be speaking French with subtitles. I guess you guys know what alternating between the two means, but it's it just really was confusing. Um, they are on their way to Alex's parents' house, and uh, we see a shot at Alex's parents' house of her little brother playing in the yard dressed like a cowboy. He's probably about eight, uh, proving my previous theory that all kids oh, are eight. Mm-hmm. And... I think the mom says, like, oh, get ready. Your sister's coming. Clearly, these two women are, you know, this is the house they're going to. And just outside this house, or like, I don't know, half a mile away, we see a very creepy truck parked in, like, off the road in, like, a cornfield-ish. Yeah, there's corn in, corn in this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> This movie has everything. <laughs> um, 
I, yeah, I love corn. Emily is scared of corn. So we're having different reactions here, but reactions nonetheless. Yeah, to be clear, I am scared of corn. Corn the food. (laughs) (laughs) No. The kernels, everything. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) I don't know where we all are today, but I feel like we're all in a similar state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but. (laughs) we're gonna ride it out we see in the window of this truck a man like a baseball cap on you can't really see his face uh moaning and we see like woman a woman's head giving him a blowjob and he uh, we see it for a bit and then he lifts the head up and throws it out of window and it is a decapitated head (gasps) okay and it's right in the beginning of the movie, and ah! <laughs> I think it's the most upsetting part of the. I was like instantly like my jaw was on the floor for two minutes after that. I was just so shocked and upset. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, what the fuck! I, I say no. that's like one of the worst things that happened. So it does set the tone, but it's also like worse than most of the things. Well, you guys, I guess, will be the judge. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just what upset me the most it it just shocked you because it was the first thing yeah and it's daytime at this point and it's like right near it's just after a scene where we've seen like a little boy playing in a field in a cowboy costume so yeah it was very that's like effective and and that just really shocked me emily has put her sweater over her head (laughs) she's trying to hide (laughs) that is so awful it is it is Ew, I just can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. It was, it was very shocking and gross. Yuck. Yuck, am I, I right? I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> We're fucking wait. 30 seconds into this movie. Ew. <laughs> uh. Um. So then we go back to Marie and Alex and now it's nighttime and they're driving they're getting close they're driving past the cornfields now the same cornfields and alex says stop the car i think i saw someone in the cornfields and marie stops and alex just jumps out and runs into the cornfields in the dark which is so ill ill advised like what if you saw someone the last thing you would want to do would be to get out of the car and like run right in there no, thank you. No, no, no. Run away. Run in the Just keep direction. driving. You're already driving. Just drive right past. Who fucking cares if there's someone in the cornfield? Oh, boy. Yeah, you nosy bitch. <laughs> let them be. Let them tend to their corn business. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're not. In, they didn't invite you. <laughs> um, and Marie gets scared and jumps out after her and chases her through the cornfield. And the two of them are getting lost uh, there's they don't have flashlights or anything. It's dark. And then Marie hears the car starting up and driving away, panics, runs, is able to follow the noise and run back to the road and sees the car driving away, yells after it. And Alex laughs and stops and is like, ha ha, gotcha. Very funny joke. Everybody's laughing uh-huh. and having a good time. I love it when people do that. And then they get back in the car and they drive just a little further to her to Alex's house, family home. 
I was going to really go on a tangent that maybe we should just talk about another time, but I'm just curious. Have you guys ever had like, I'm sure you have because you grew up as women in the world, like a mean friend, like a friend who's your friend, but their whole deal is like mean, being mean. Yes. Like that's what that makes me think of. It's just like, hey, I don't want that. But we all grew up having like a friend who's like, no, they're my friend. They just make me feel like shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's like, no. Like, if I had a friend who did that, I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what? Because there's so much in, like, little teenage brains that are just wanting to impress other people. And I feel like that's my mean. That's how my mean friends got away with it is because they were, um, I guess, more popular than me. And I was just like, I got to prove myself worthy. I guess there's a lot to unpack there, but. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there. Usually mean friends are are deeply insecure and need to assert power to feel valid yeah but hey if you're listening and you have a mean friend they're not your friend don't be their friend yeah there's no need for it there's no need friends should be nice there's to lots you. of nice friends out there and you and you deserve them anyway all right so so far i'm not loving this friendship is all i'm trying to sure say. that's fair um they arrive at the house we meet alex's family her mom her dad and her little brother and they're clearly excited to see her. It's been a while. The the women are co- college aged, and I think they're um, about to start a new year of college, so they'll be away for a while. So the family's excited to see her. Um, and they get she gets Marie settled in her room. There's the house is three stories, and the third story is just the guest room, and so Marie is on the th- on the third story. And it's clear also that at this point that Marie is our protagonist because we recognize her as the woman who is running through the woods in the titles. She has like short cropped blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just in the way that it's filmed where we get that she's our she's who we're meant to be identifying with. And as Alex is getting her settled in her room, she says, you want me to turn on the radiator? Marie says, no, I'll turn it on whenever I get when I get cold. Don't worry about it. And Alex says, I'm going to go put my little brother to bed. I'll like come check in on you in a second. And she puts her little brother to bed and Marie gets like puts her stuff down in the room, unpacks a little bit and then goes out to smoke a cigarette. And as she's smoking a cigarette, she looks up at one of the windows and we see Alex taking a shower and Marie really watches. So we get the impression that Marie has feelings for Alex, but it does, from their conversations, we see that um, it's not, you know, returned. Alex mm-hmm. doesn't feel that way. Um, but there's just this little moment of like longing Marie looking at Alex longingly. Can you see her like whole naked body? You see her boobs. Poor window placement for a shower. It is. It, I, mm-hmm. I was thinking that as well. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever showered in a shower. Where it's a big window too. Like there, I've showered in showers where there's a little window in the shower. Yeah, sometimes you need to, you know, you ventilation. You could open that window. Yeah. Up. Or if they're usually like f- frosted, you know. Mm-hmm. There was kind of a big window in my LA apartment shower bathroom. I don't know whether you guys mm. ever noticed that. But sometimes oh, I would yeah. shower with the window wide open and just be like, hope my neighbors don't. Um, walk by. I definitely am not sure if people from the street can see. I just assume people can't see in my windows. I don't know why, but I walk around naked in you this can't. zone. No, no, Emily, you couldn't. 
I don't think right. from well, where you're probably I'm not going to change my behavior either <laughs> way, but I've definitely had a thought of like, I wonder how many people who live around me have seen me naked. I guess I don't care. Yeah. But yeah. that's not in the shower. Yeah. Um, it is funny in like a city that there would be a big window in your shower because this is at least very rural. rural. There's nothing yeah. around them. They are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I guess that's yeah fair. Still interesting window placement. That's all I'm saying. Am I just trying to delay you ever having to tell us? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you gotta just... <laughs> but let me tell you something else. Now let's talk about windows. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Marie then goes back up to her room and throws on some headphones or a little Walkman, listens to a song and starts masturbating, which... How many times have you guys ever gotten to a friend's house and just immediately started <laughs> masturbating? Friend's parents' house, excuse me. I was, again, like, very shocked by this moment. I was like, what? <laughs> it's, it's so relatable. I get it. I get it. That's yeah, a huge choice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with headphones on in a room that I'm assuming, like, doesn't lock. Yeah. Right. The headphones thing is crazy. Like, you don't know when someone's gonna you come up to the room and in. ask yeah. if you need anything you're a guest that has just arrived like likelihood is high that a parent could come and say hey do you have enough towels up here do you are you getting yes. settled <laughs> huge move to just start masturbating <laughs> but that's what she does that's what she does and as she does it is intercut with that same creepy truck that we saw earlier slowly pulling up to the house and as it does we're kind of cutting to each of the rooms seeing the little brother sleeping the mom sleeping the dad kind of getting ready for bed and um alex getting ready for bed um as the car is pulling up and then the car gets there we see this big man get out of the car and come and knock on the door, rings the doorbell just at that moment of climax for the masturbating. For the masturbating. (laughs) For the (laughs) masturbating. Perfect timing. Love it. And that's what she can hear that uh, over her headphones. And so she takes the headphones off and it's like, what the hell? Someone's ringing the doorbell. It's nighttime. And the dad gets out of bed, goes down and uh, goes to the door, opens the door. We see Marie get up and look out of the window of her room and she can see the front door from there. She can kind of at an odd angle can see the man at the door and sees that as the dad opens the door and says, hello, the man stabs him, brings down a knife on him. The dad starts screaming, falls into the house. Um, Marie is terrified, kind of freezes and doesn't know what to do. And we see downstairs that the man kind of pushes his way in and the dad is trying to uh, climb up the stairs and oh God. but he's injured and he can't he can't move v- uh, very quickly uh, uh. <laughs> and, and the man kind of stands on him. No. And and then puts his foot on the back of the dad's head and like stomps it through the banister, the railing. So it doesn't like stomp his head, but it just push it's like forces it through the railing. So now his head is stuck in between the bars oh, no. of the staircase. 
And then the man walks down the stairs and goes and finds a big heavy dresser and just thrusts it along the side of the staircase and decapitates the dad that Holy way. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> And at that moment, we see the mom hear a commotion and come out and see this um, happening or see the aftermath of this, rather. And Marie, at this point, has opened her door and is kind of peeking out, trying to just not knowing what the fuck to do and trying to see what's happening, hear what's happening. She can only hear now the mom screaming. And so she just closes her door. and. She starts packing, which at first I was like, why is she packing? And then I was like, oh, my God, she's so smart. And she starts remaking the bed and she goes oh. into into the bathroom and she wipes out the sink so that it's not wet. And she makes it look like nobody's in this room. She like shoves all her shit under the bed. And we see her eye the shower like she's going to hide in there. Oh, smart. Really smart. Wow, that's really fucking yeah. smart. I don't I I would ha be trying to climb out that window. I know it's the third story, but I'd be like, "Okay, I saw him come in. Yeah. He now needs to make his way through that house. I try to as quietly as possible make my way out this window and out of this yeah, house." Yeah. I think that would be a good move. Um, but still this is impressive to make it seem as if no one is in this room. And we hear his footsteps coming up the stairs and he opens the door to this guest room. And he first thing he does is hold his hand to that radiator and feels that it's cold. Oh. And I thought that was very cool, too. And like, yeah, how fucking scary that if she had turned oh. it on, he would have known there's no way to cool that down quickly. So I thought that was a fun little detail. Yeah. And he looks it does look like nobody's there. He do he does go into the bathroom puts his finger along the in the sink and it's wow. dry he's also like really thinking this through yep, too. Yep. and he looks at the shower walks walks toward it and rips back the shower curtain and she's not in there and okay, great. then he walks back into the bedroom and pulls up part of the mattress it's uh, like a pretty thin mattress, so he just basically pulls up a corner of it. Nobody's underneath there. Puts it down, starts to walk out, and then the camera lowers, and we see she is under the bed and has like pulled her feet up, so she's like in a little ball in in the area under the bed that he wouldn't have been able to see based on what he the part that he pulled up. Mm. And she is terrified, has her hand pressed against her mouth. Trying not to even breathe, like she's just trembling, trying to not make any sound. Like he's so close that I think if she could, if she was even breathing, he would hear it. Oh God! So she's holding her breath, and he, um, he walks out. He leaves, and she finally is able to breathe. Lets out her breath, and then we see her. We see the man go into. Alex's room we see also that Alex is sleeping with earplugs which is why she hasn't woken to all the screaming that's happened so far um, and the man takes out his little switchblade it's more like a straight razor I guess that's a switchblade but 
He takes out the razor and he's like stroking Alex's face with it. Oh, great. And she wakes up and he just looks at her and goes, shh, very creepy. Don't like that. No, 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 no. Uh, There is a phone in Marie's room that is not plugged in and... She sees a little plug behind a wardrobe. The wardrobe's really heavy. She starts trying to slide it and slide it and eventually is able to slide it. But the plug she saw is like not a phone plug. It's like a, I don't know, just a regular plug. And so she's like, fuck, that's not going to work. Can't call from there. And she tiptoes down stairs to the mom's room and i don't remember how she knows that this is safe but at this point the man is in alex's room and so marie is able to get past and to the parents room again just looking for a phone like she's just searching for a phone anywhere the phone in the mom's room or in the parents room is also not connected not getting a dial tone the fuck and as she is fucking with and trying to get it to work she hears the footsteps coming towards that room she goes and hides in the closet of the parents room if i'm her i'm never leaving the room that he already checked yeah right yeah. wouldn't never. you stay until i mean you know i guess it's gone. good of her to want to try to call for help but i i truly think i'm like i ride i ride this out in this room yeah where yeah. he t- is, thinks he's t- nobody's yeah. in i mean i know that my stress response is is freeze <laughs> And yeah, so, yeah, yeah me too. I think I just know that about like, I think I physically probably couldn't do anything but stay in that room. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, impressive that she is making moves. Um, And so she hides in this closet and it's one of those closets with like the little slat doors so she can see out a bit. Um, And as she is looking out, she sees the mom run in and she's bloodied like she has been stabbed but she's not dead yet and she runs and she seems to look right at marie um and i think she's close enough that maybe she does see her but she doesn't say anything and she also goes for the phone sees that it's not working the man comes in grabs her from behind and slits her throat Oh. And it's a pretty gnarly slitting of the throat. I feel like oh. I've seen lots of throats been being slit in movies, and this one was somehow different. <laughs> no, that's already bad enough. It's bad enough. It doesn't need to be worse. I think it's because he's pulling really hard on her head, oh. and so her skin like tears as he's ew, slitting ew, ew, her ew, throat. Ew, ew, ew. Ew. Emily, this is not what Emily wants to hear. These are not the details Emily wants. I don't don't like these adjectives. (laughs) No. And we see Marie just, again, trying not to make a sound, hand pressed over her mouth, tears falling out of her eyes, watching this, still making eye contact with the mom as she is dying. And then the mom drops to the floor and goes out of sight because Marie is, she can't move, so she can't, like, look down. And we just hear sawing through flesh. <gasps> and blood is just spraying on that closet door. Ew. And... So this guy needs to take heads off. That's his kind of whole deal. That's what I thought. And then... No. He, I think, hears the little boy making a noise or something. Oh, oh I forgot about the 
I didn't forget about the little boy. <laughs> and so he leaves the room, I think, for that. And then at that moment, Marie comes out of the closet and drops down at the mom's side. And her head is still attached in the shot. And I was like, what was he sawing? And then in the next shot, we see uh, her hand just across the room, just a sawed off hand on the other side of the room. It's never focused. It's not a, a point. I don't draw your attention to it, but I was just like, how interesting that he just was sawing off her hands. throw <laughs> up. <laughs> then... I want to tap out for the, the kid part. <laughs> the kid part isn't too bad. <laughs> okay. Um, but so Marie goes into Alex's room now and finds Alex completely. She's chained up with like metal chains around her wrists and her ankles. So Marie is pulling at them. It's, you know, useless. And, uh, Alex also has a gag in her mouth that's like a piece of like rubber that is also chained at the back and it's really tight. And Alex is screaming and screaming and screaming and freaking out. And Marie's trying to calm her down, like, it's okay, like I'm gonna get I I'm gonna get him, I'm gonna get us out of here. And we he, see through the window the little boy running into the cornfield. And again, Alex is just fucking freaking out. And Marie looks out the window and we just hear a gunshot. And then we, the little boy is not screaming anymore. So we don't see it. Okay. Well, at okay. least it's a gunshot. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's way a, better. That's better. Yeah. Marie asks Alex, where is a phone? Where is a working phone in your house? And... Alex cannot respond. She is gagged and can't say anything. But Marie decides she's going to go down to the first floor to look for a phone so she can call for help. And after and because the man is like outside at this moment, she sees him. She's like able to get down there and hide. And as he comes back in, he goes straight back up to the second floor for Alex so right. so he okay. doesn't see Marie and Marie is downstairs and finds the phone, um, tries it, still dead, and sees that he has cut the like main phone line. So there's no there's no calling for help here. And now is when I leave. I leave. I leave. I yeah. leave. I leave. You drive for help. Alex is probably fucked. Sorry. That sucks. That sucks. It sucks but, but you mm, simply must get out of there you, you know simply, where he is you simply must you know where he is you know he's distracted you fucking get the fuck out of but there. remember she loves alex loves alex i think she's gotta get over that <laughs> it's a doomed relationship it's not gonna work out get over it marie Marie, get the fuck over it. Um, so oh, the, no. man, the man comes in, grabs Alex, tosses her over his shoulder and starts carrying her out to his truck. Throws her in the back of the truck. Marie is watching this. Marie grabs a big old kitchen butcher knife thing and is slinking around. It's a very stressful. All this is super stressful, but it's a stressful little scene where he comes back in the house. She's able to slip out of the house through another door. There's a lot of that kind of like passing each other secretly, evading him seeing her. Um, 
And he comes back in and goes to a photo frame on top of the fireplace of Alex, breaks the glass, and uses his nasty little switchblade to cut out her face, like cut out just a photo of her face. And he's just kind of looking at it, probably like breathing. You know, know, the killers always like to breathe loudly. Yeah, they love to breathe and they love to do things like do things too slowly. Yeah. So he's obviously preoccupied with staring nastily at this photo of Alex. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Marie uses this moment to go to the back of the truck and is trying to calm down. Alex is saying like, okay, where you're like, I'm going to get him. I've got this knife. And uh, she hears him coming and she's in the back of the truck too. And so she basically holds the knife out. Like she's ready to plunge it down into him right at the, at the back of the truck. And as he gets to the back of the truck, he just slides the door closed without looking in and so he doesn't even see her the way that the angle is. He just slid mm. slid the back of the truck closed. It's like a metal. Mm. Grate. It's like a milk truck looking thing mm. and just locks it with a padlock. Mm. And so now they're both locked in there and he starts cool. driving away. Cool. And we cool. we see woo, we see he sticks that photo of her head on his dashboard where there are many photos of women's heads. Yeah. Oh, God. And they're driving. Alex is screaming, 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 making a lot of noise. Maria's like trying to whisper, like, you gotta be quiet. You're gonna like give us away. Like, just, just like pretend it's just you here. I gotta, you know, he's gotta not know I'm here. Yeah, if I were here alone, I'd be screaming. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And uh, they get to a gas station and he starts filling up uh, a tank of gas. Marie somehow is able to get out of the truck, which I just must have looked away at this moment. But let's say there's a little window or something that he wasn't worried about Alex getting out of because she's bound that Marie is able to get out of. And while he's on the other side of the truck filling up, she runs into the store and looks right at the clerk, panicked. The clerk immediately can see something is wrong, says, what's wrong? She says, call the police, call the police. The second she says that, the man opens the door. She has to like run and hide behind a, a shelf. And the clerk just starts trying to play it cool with this guy. He's like very oh, quickly aware that, okay, this guy's the danger. I have to like act like I don't, like, I don't know anything. Uh the man is fucking with the clerk. He's like, and it's like, he clearly, clear he kind of knows, he clearly already kind of knows because he like has blood on his hands and he's not hiding it. He's just like resting his hands on the counter and the clerk sees blood on his hands and tries to reach for a gun under the counter. But then the guy like grabs his hand and is like, can you get me a bottle of alcohol or like a bottle of Jim Beam or something? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me do that for you. Grabs the keys for the liquor cabinet, walks over to it, and can, he can kind of see from the corner of his eye Marie hidden behind a shelf. And mm-hmm. he winks at her, <laughs> trying to give her a signal like, it's okay, like, it's going to be okay. And as he does that, 
the man slams an axe into his back and kills him. And, oh, he, no, he slams the axe into his chest. The man falls over forwards onto it. And the man again steps on him, like stepping, pressing the axe, like into him. And the man clearly knows like something's up. He's like, he then says to the, the clerk's dead body, what were you looking like? What did you see? Who were you looking at? And he's looking around Uh, And it's, again, a scene of her trying to, as he walks by a shelf, her hide behind another shelf, like the Jurassic Park scene thing, where she's just, Mm -hmm. like, hiding from him. And she's eventually able to slip into, um, there's, like, a downstairs area with bathrooms, a men and a women's restroom. And they're, like, big restrooms that I don't think any gas station in the middle of nowhere has, where it's, like, eight stalls. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, But she hides in the last stall and we see the man come down and one by one open each of the stalls. We see her holding her breath and he gets to the last stall, hits it open. It's empty. And we see that he is in the women's bathroom and she is in the men's. And so he then goes into the men's bathroom but just goes to pee in there and doesn't check those toss. <laughs> a woman wouldn't be smart enough to think to hide in the man's bathroom. So she's going to go in the appropriate bathroom for her. Gender. <laughs> yeah. This is a situation where you never cross those lines. And that'd be nasty. <laughs> um, and so he is satisfied that he's searched the whole gas station. He changes the sign to close, turn the lights off. So nobody goes in there and gets in the car and drives off. And Marie can, does not get back to the truck in time, obviously, and is now in the gas station, but it does have a working phone. She is able to call the police. She says a man, um, I was with my friend's family. He killed their whole family. He has her in his truck the cop is saying, what gas station are you at? She's fumbling through papers and can't find. She's like, I don't I don't know. Like, I was in a truck I couldn't see. Uh, I don't know where I am. Can't, isn't that like your job? Can't you come find me? There can't be that many trucks on the road. Like, you need to send someone right now. And he, the cop is being a little rude to her and is like, ma'am, you need to calm down. Like, calm down. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets frustrated and screams at him. And, and she says, if I blow the place up, will you be able to find it? And slams the phone down and grabs the clerk's keys and runs out to his car and takes his car and goes after the truck herself. No, <laughs> don't do that. You're not, don't do that. It's yeah, okay. not a great idea. It's fine. She's doing it. She's doing it. You know what? She's let her it. do she it. She already did it. She already did Just it. let her do what she's going to do. It's, it's fine. happening. It's fine. It's happening. She <laughs> follows him um, down. It's there's nobody else on the road except for these two cars. He turns off down a abandoned dirt road. And she turns off her headlights and follows him. It's like, he's gonna see you. (laughs) Yeah, they don't make you invisible. Yeah. So it's now in these woods. It's dark. Oh, my God. She's like, kill me, too. Kill me, too. I also want to be killed. It's not fair that Alex is the only one. And he's turning down roads. And she kind of loses him for a second. And 
can't figure out where he went. Then, of course, in her rearview mirror, his lights are right behind her, and he slams into her and drives her off the road. This is the car attack, which actually, I think I looked away at this point, too, not not because I was scared, but I was just momentarily distracted. Um, Right, yeah. (laughs) But after this car crash she is like covered in blood so this is must have been where where the blood got on that camera Mm. um but she's able to crawl out of it before he gets to her uh there's blood pouring from her head from her arm she has to do like a tourniquet situation in her arm her whole left arm is just like red and she runs into the woods And there's some sort of, like, greenhouses in the woods, basically plastic sheeting put up with, like, plants inside, but a bunch of them. Okay. And so she can just see the man's flashlight in these, in the plastic as he's trying to find her. And she's uh, crawling around through the, through each one evading him, wrapping up her arm, and this is where she finds a broken barbed wire fence, is able to pull one of the little wood planks from it and twists it so she just wraps the end fully in barbed wire. Real gnarly weapon, but probably a pretty effective one. (laughs) Yeah, effective. And now that she has this weapon, she starts turning to try to find him she's like ready for this confrontation now and so she starts slowly moving towards the flashlight and it's behind a piece of plastic and she then pulls the piece of plastic back and the flashlight is hanging on a rope and he has hung it so it seems like he's it's moving and then from behind her he pulls a plastic sheeting over her face starts strangling her and she drops her weapon and falls to the ground and he smothers her for a bit not killing her but she's like uh, on the brink of consciousness and um he like gets on he like straddles her she falls down and he straddles her and he starts again stroking her face with that nasty switchblade and he says, he says, Alex turns you on, doesn't she? She turns me on, too. Oh, Jesus no. fucking Christ. And we see Marie, her fingers reaching around in the grass around her, and she finds a big old fucking rock and smacks it into his head really hard. And he freezes and falls off of her. her his head is now pouring blood. And then she grabs her her barbed wire weapon and she just goes to fucking town. And it's really gnarly. The Oh my god. It's I mean, it actually like it does show the aftermath of it. <laughs> and his face looks really gnarly because it's not like a normal stabbing, it's like little pokes, like very deep pokes so he's just got like <laughs> holes all over his head <laughs> just little pokes big pokes big pokes i should say Ugh, with like dirty gross metal mm-hmm. like ugh. and he's not 
quite dead yet, but he is on the floor gasping his final breaths. And she now straddles him and she's like huffing and puffing over his body. And then he reaches up and grabs her throat and starts strangling her. He has fallen back into where the plastic sheeting was. So she's able to pull plastic sheeting over his head. So they're basically strangling each other to see who will die first. And Marie wins and he dies and she lets out this big animalistic scream and then we see police arriving at the gas station and finding the clerk's dead body and they're like okay this is it this is where the call came from like call we've got a homicide we need to get um a you know backup out here and they go into the room where the security footage is and they play it back and we see Marie killing the clerk. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Why is this like familiar to me? I think that this movie was somehow spoiled for me. I don't know. You telling me you saying this for some reason is really ringing a bell. Wait, keep going. <laughs> um, okay, so. Then it cuts back to the woods, and it's like dawn now, and Marie opens up the back of the truck, finds Alex, and is comforting her, and is like, Alex, it's done, I did it, I killed him, like, it's just, it could just be you and me forever now. Alex is, of course, still very much freaking out, and, and Marie's like, what, what, like, it's over, I told you it's over, and... When Marie left the truck, she left the knife with Alex being like, if I don't make it back, like, here's your knife. Here's a knife, like protect yourself. And so we see Marie undo Alex's chains and immediately Alex pulls the knife on Marie and is like, get the fuck away from me. Don't touch me. You killed my fucking family. Marie is seemingly like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, like I didn't do that. Like that man did that. I killed him. And he's gone now and no one's I'm never going to let anybody hurt you ever again. Um, Alex obviously buys none of this and slashes her in the face and then stabs her in the stomach and and runs. And as we see that she's like left the knife in Marie and as Marie pulls the knife out, we see the shot of her and it's the man again. So she's like gone back into the man (laughs) form. Oh my god. Wait. I don't understand. Was she like did she still decapitate was it still her in the very beginning? That I don't understand. I'll tell you. you. Okay. Okay, Keep going. So Alex runs to finds the main road and a car is driving by and she runs out in front of it, flags it down, and the car has to swerve off the road and, like, hits a tree, like, not badly, but Aww. but enough to potentially fuck up the car. Alex gets in the backseat, is like, drive, 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 go, go, go. We see Marie, or the man, rather. Uh, this is all, like, played as the man now. And... Mm. He pulls out a cement saw from the truck, which is like even gnarlier than a chainsaw. (laughs) It's like fucking huge and just starts running after her with this cement saw. Uh, We see him 
appearing through the woods um and the car the man driving the car that alex is in can't start it it won't start it's fucked up it's hit something and so we just see Great. the man run he climbs on top of the car and he just brings that cement saw down through the windshield and blood sprays everywhere as he just fucking saws this driver apart oh, oh fuck. and no. alex is screaming she is in shall we say the splash zone of this so she is, oh my god okay, okay. she is now drenched in blood and i don't know exactly she like tries to climb out of the window but the the, the cement saw is like flying everywhere and so she like thro throws herself out of this car in a way that fucks her up and now we see that a huge piece of glass is in her Achilles tendon. No, no, no. And she has to pull it out and it looks no. really gnarly. But she has somehow in like crawling out of the car and as the man was distracted killing the driver, found like a tire iron, but she can't run. Her foot's fucked up. Her, her Achilles is all fucked up. And so she is just crawling backwards oh. eventually the man turns on her and he comes after her and he says you don't you don't even love me do you oh my god and alex in this moment decides to change course here and says yes i do i love you i love you i love you so much it's the right yeah, call it is yeah. and then we see the man turn back to uh, Marie, and she drops the cement saw. This is all she's ever wanted to hear. She drops down next to um, Alex, holds her face between her hands. Alex is crying, saying, yes, I love you, I love you, I love you. They have a oh, horrible, horrible kiss. You absolutely hate to see Marie, Marie oh, just going oh, in God. for this kiss, like, oh, I love you too. But in that moment... Uh, Alex takes that tire iron and just stabs it right through her shoulder. But it's enough to get her off of it, get her off of her and like get her away. And it just cuts straight to um, or no, we see Marie's like out of it at this point. She's like not she's not understanding what's happening, I guess. And she just starts kind of rocking to herself and saying, I'll, ne I'll never let anyone come between us ever again. I'll never let anyone come between us ever again. And at this moment, we do get, we do get flashbacks of the whole evening. And yes, it was her doing all of it. It shows her oh my decapitating God. the dad, killing the mom and shooting the, the brother. Um, and holy shit that's a good this is a good it's twist a good, i really didn't see it coming <laughs> yeah i didn't. So was it her then too with the decapitated head at the very beginning yeah that's what i'm confused so by. let me just say the final little scene here and then we can like okay. talk about all of it because i have some thoughts um but so it ends with a uh, uh, psychiatric marie in a psychiatric hospital rocking on a table saying i'll never let anyone come between us which is the scene that it opened with and oh, right. now we understand right, the right. context of it and we see alex watching her from behind a one-way mirror or two-way mirror depending on <laughs> we'll how you never look know. at it we'll never depending know on your stance <laughs> mm -hmm. and 
someone says like, yeah, she can't see you. But then just at that moment, uh, Marie turns and looks right at Alex and like has a huge smile on her face and like reaches for her. Like she's so happy she can see her. And that's the end of the movie. So, yeah. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> so I do think that a lot of it is just excusable by it being a completely unreliable narrator because a lot of the stuff is not possible. So I think we have to just assume right. a lot of this happened in her head and it was her own like internal battle with this. Okay. Um, like she, you, like you mean she didn't actually kill I all those I think people? she did, but like she couldn't have been in the back of the truck and the front of the truck. Like there are scenes that right, are not like right, physically right, 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 possible. Right, right. The right. cars, possible. none of the car chase could have happened. She can't be driving two cars. So yeah. like that kind of stuff, I think we have to just assume is her own like narrative that she's building in her head, which is interesting. I like mm -hmm. an unreliable narrator story, mm -hmm. but it and the mom like looking at her while she's being killed, right. like. She's in two places at once. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Mm, I like that. Uh, one big problem that I have with it <laughs> is that it's just like the only gay character is like being driven, driven into a murderous rage from like unrequited love or like repressed sexuality, which I don't know is yeah. their like intentional message, but it's really hard not to like see that. <laughs> As right. part of it. That is, yeah. I think they were probably just going for, like, what's the biggest twist we can have and, like, what's the most unexpected thing. But, yeah, I think an unfortunate side effect of that is, like, a, it, it is a little, like, has an undercurrent of homophobia in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but the movie is so fucking nuts. It's almost like... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot right. to... Uh, it's just so crazy. I mean, Ooh -wee. it's so crazy. So, so yeah, I guess if you do that, then you just live the rest of your days in a mental hospital and you are visited by the person who's family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not be, I would not be visiting. I don't know. I would just, I'd not, I don't think I would want to do it. I probably would She's visit. like, I visited her on the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it's obviously like so soon afterwards like i like maybe i'm oh going God. to visit like 15 years later for like one piece of closure after i've done like so much intensive therapy but probably not even then probably not wow that was i really and i don't know why but the second you said that i don't know i don't know whether someone like, like a deja vu of it i feel like someone like maybe spoiled it for me on Instagram or something when we were doing one of those mm. polls, like maybe someone like, like DM'd. Oh, this movie has the craziest twist, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I just didn't like, see that coming. I didn't at even all. know there was a twist, so I was shocked. I didn't see it coming at all until you right. said it, and then I was like, "Wait, I've heard this before." That's yeah. No, I mean it's definitely like the twist kind of makes it interesting. I you think know? so. I think it's like it's effectively different from other things and I like a lot of the elements that it had. You guys know I love home invasion movies and so I was really mm -hmm. into the beginning of it as well and except for the, the very gross part that, like, that we don't like. But Ugh. um, it also 
feel it's visually similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is another one of my mm. favorites. <laughs> mm. And so I did I did like it. I liked it. Um I don't think it's perfect, but I had a good time. And do you guys see kind of what I mean? That it like wasn't as bad as I was expecting? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It, it, yeah. I think when yeah. I think of torture porn, I think it gets much worse than this. Yeah. It could have been drawn out. All the this deaths feels a little could have been more drawn out. Like a, a gnarlier slasher mm-hmm. to me, more so than like a full-on torture right. porn. Yeah, because they're not fully like, they're not actually like being tortured necessarily. You know, their deaths are pretty quick. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good distinction. Yeah, it's not like being drawn. He like kills them one by one. Aside from maybe Alex, who is drawn out, but he's not torturing her. But she's not being tortured. Yeah, He's just being, I'm sure, maybe would have been tortured eventually. Or, I don't know. know, But. Yeah. Ugh, terrifying. It's also just fun to like have your final girl be like unexpectedly your villain yeah that's fun yeah that's really fun that's a real surprise i like that i i ugh, ugh. it was still gross though hey we did it we never have to do it again we never have to. and do as a matter of fact we shouldn't do it again it'd be weird if we did no we probably shouldn't do it again it would be weird. It would be weird if we did it again. Let's do it again. And this time, um, Emily, we'll, you'll act like you've heard the ending before. Okay. And I'll act like I haven't. Perfect. Okay. I That's like that. Totally different enough that it'll be a fresh, a fresh episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. Um, any, no good voices except your French accent. From all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> A classic. Too scary, didn't watch. Oh, it's so good. Goodbye. 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 Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast for bonus episodes, trailer reactions, maybe some video episodes, all sorts of stuff over there for you. So head on over if you are interested. And if not, we will just see you right here next week with a regular episode we cannot wait we love you so much bye